Welcome to Stay On Course with me, Julie Riga. My life has been a roller coaster of highs and lows, but what I know to be true is that when we are grounded in our purpose and savor the sweet moments of life, we are truly a success. Today, you are going to get the ingredients for success because life is salty and life is sweet. Together, let's explore the possibilities of our own lives and learn from thought leaders around the globe. Ready, guys? Let's cook it. Welcome, everyone, to the next edition of the Stand Course Podcast. Today, I have Rear Admiral Gary E. Hall for the second time on my podcast. And today, we're talking all about accountability in preparation for Gary's new book, Navigating Leadership, that will be released later this month. And if you don't know Gary, now is your time to get to know him. He has been a senior director on the National Security Council. He was also the special assistant to the president for national security. He was also responsible for human rights, humanitarian assistance, immigration, and so much more. He is a graduate of the Naval Academy, and he served 35 years of active duty. And today, we're going to get his ingredients for success because he is a wealth of knowledge and knows so much about navigating leadership and really navigating life. So I'd like to welcome Gary Hall to the Sandcourse podcast. Thank you, Julie. Pleasure to be here. That introduction was a little bit long, a little bit over the top, exactly as I wrote it for you. No, my real introduction is I'm Rear Admiral Gary Hall, world-famous helicopter pilot, adventure, sportsman, and world traveler. I'm perhaps the finest helicopter pilot I know, call sign Viper, and I'll be your captain during your tour here at Stay the Course podcast. Carry on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. And before we get started, I like to ask all of my guests, what is your favorite food? Well, I've got several favorite foods, but right now it's going to be pizza that I make in my pizza oven in the backyard. You know, it's one of those Ooh. now that you can see them at Home Depot with different stores, the uh, simple and affordable um, pizza, fired wood-fired pizza. So you, it takes about a minute in the uh in the pizza oven, comes out thin and crispy, add your in, mm. uh, ingredients, and also it becomes a, a a family event. That's amazing. Gary, you have a new book coming out. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's, I'm pretty excited. You know, my uh, after 35 years in the Navy and, you know, working at the White House and in industry, my wife kept saying, your friends have written books. Where's your book? And I would always hold up a pen and say, it's in here. It's in this pen. And I think it was uh, somebody heard me on your podcast and uh, has me on their podcast. And next thing you know, they're saying, Admiral Hall, where's your book? And again, I showed them the pen. And so through help, through a muse, mentor, editor, and publisher, we finally produced the stories. And it kind of wrote itself as I started. And it's called Navigating Leadership you know, making a pact uh, with excellence. And so I'm pretty excited. So we finally. We're birthing that uh, book right now. Wow. I'm excited. And I just encourage everybody to go order the book 
and and really dig into the wisdom that you have. And I think one of the things that really intrigued me about your book is that part of the book is about, you know, excellence in life and leadership, but you talk a little bit about accountability in your book. And I wanted to lean into what are the ingredients for success in enabling accountability in your work, in your home, and with your purpose? You know, the subtitle is making a pact with excellence. And as you brought up, the PAC stands for passion, accountability, commitment, traits, and behaviors. So accountability is a big piece uh, to success as a leader, to success in your life. Yeah. And to think that we are going to get to our destination alone is a full story. We need each other. We need to stay accountable to each other in order for us to move forward into the higher levels of leadership, to those moments of life where we're living on purpose, and we really can't do it alone. So let's talk about these three different views on accountability. And so how does accountability from your perspective show up at work and how should we approach it? I think, uh, you know, a lesson I learned uh, during my Um, MBA program about management and leadership, uh, the professor stated that um, the number one trait of executives under stress or in trouble is to blame others. And that is the 100% the opposite of accountability. So at work, you're given an assignment or you're in charge, you are accountable. You can delegate some of the responsibilities for your efforts, but you are accountable for the results. So at work, you know, take accountability. It's like um, the example of a diner, going to a diner and having a breakfast of scrambled eggs, toast, uh, bacon, and hash browns. You know, the chicken participated by providing the eggs, the baker participated by providing the toast, and the farmer participated by providing the uh, potatoes. But the pig, the pig, is committed in providing that bacon. So you need to be the pig in your uh, organization and be 100% accountability and accept that accountability and don't blame others for your lack of progress. And so by being accountable at work, you build trust. And when you build trust, you build speed of accomplishment. Wow. That's amazing. I, I feel like I've heard that pig story before, Gary. It's in the book, Navigating Leadership, which can be pre-ordered at navigatingleadershipbook.com. Accountability is super important as the leader because at the end of the day, the leader is the one in charge, right? And if you were running the ship, if something went wrong, wasn't it your, weren't you accountable if something went wrong? That's a perfect example. As captain of a ship, you are 100% accountability for the performance, the combat readiness, and the morale of that ship. You could be asleep in your cabin in the middle of the night. Uh, the officer driving the ship runs in and hits another boat and sinks it. You are still accountable. If your ship runs aground while you're uh, napping, you are accountable. You know, and in the Navy, you know that, and so you know it. Uh, it creates focus. Accountability creates focus. And um, I, again, in in smaller situations, if you're accountable 
it makes things go faster. As I told the story, I was an admiral's aide and I got him to the wrong location. And he said, Gary, you're in the wrong location. And if I would have said, oh, well, I was given the wrong directions or so-and-so told me a different direction, because I'd be deferring it in directing and blaming others, the conversation would have continued of him asking me difficult questions. But I said, yes, Admiral, I screwed up. And he went, okay, mm-hmm. let's run to the next location. So it, wow. it stopped It stopped the metaphorical bleeding, if you will, by taking accountability for my actions and not blaming others. So accountability at work will build trust, will make things go faster, will have people respect you. It will improve, you know, so therefore when you speak, people will listen. When you're given a task, people know it'll get done because you accept accountability. I love that. Let's talk about the next one. What about accountability at home? Well, that I think that's a big one. And again, I think that the secret to success is a secret. Nobody knows what it is, but we'll say that the secret of success is a balanced life. And I think at home, you have to be accountable and especially to uh, your spouse and to your children, you know, um, especially to your spouse, you have to be accountable of your actions, accountable of your location, accountable for your spending and things of that nature. And if something goes wrong with the children, you can't say, oh, it's your fault, not my fault. Again, you can't blame others. You've got to accept accountability. And if any situation at home, if you sit back and go, okay, where am I accountable in this situation? Because Mm. uh, in marriage, there's a lot of uh, trials and tribulations and paths and journeys, you know, and so you you are part of that family, so you're accountable for um, the results of that family, be they good or bad. When you say accountability at home, there's so many different aspects of that, you know, with being married, and then even if you're single and you're accountable to your parents and your um, your your extended family. But I, I can see that this could get very sticky, especially when, um, when you start to have teenagers that want to begin to want to be accountable for their own lives, you know? So there's a transition when your child grows to become a, an accountable human. And so they, there's this very awkward time, Gary, I'm going through it right now. It's this yes. awkward time of me letting go and them taking the reins and me sort of feeling like, oh my God, I. I, I don't know really when to unleash the reins and let them go opposed to when to care for them. And it's, it's like, but you kind of have to let them go so they can be accountable for their own life now and make their own decisions. Yeah. And that's where I talk about um, not in the book, but in other arenas of control and coaching. When your child is in diapers, you're in 100% control of their life and you're, probably 95% control their life until they go to kindergarten. And now they they can talk and they can express feelings and they're now associating with other friends. And so therefore you're now maybe 85% in control and 15% a coach where you're coaching them and releasing them a little bit to make their own decisions. But if you wait until they're 14 to um, give up 100% control and start coaching, you're, you're 10 years too late. So um, it's a sliding scale. And eventually when they go to college, you're 10% in control if you're providing the money, but you're uh, 90% a coach. 
And then when they're mm. parents, you're a coach. Now, I have uh, one daughter and my uncle had three daughters. And I said, Uncle Nick, uh, she's a, entering teenage years. What, uh, gosh, what do I do? This is crazy. He said, lock her in her room at 13 and don't talk to her again until she's 22. That's great advice, but it's difficult to carry out. It is a transition. And I think what the transition is, is they're trying to become accountable for their own lives and they don't right. want you to take over that space for them. And so they start to break away and break away. And you just wonder, did all the work that I've done up until now, did it work? Did everything that I tried to impart and instill work? And so, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens here. Well, I'll guarantee you I have three adult children and they do hear you and it'll show up in their adulthood when they, um, when they, when you hear them talking like you and you'll go, okay, success. But I think it's like a toddler when you're at a restaurant and they go, they want to get up and you say, stand right here and don't you go anywhere. And they're going to be squirming and everything. But if you say, okay, stay in this area where I can see you. You know, in other words, open up their boundaries and they can maneuver. But if you try and squeeze them and hold them and keep them in one spot, you're just going to have a fight. But if you expand your boundaries with a toddler, things will go better. And that's also as they approach tweens and teens, open up the, the parameters as long as they stay within your guidelines, but open up those guidelines, let them, you know, expand their, you know, their control, their life, let them make mistakes and, uh, you know, just try to make sure they don't make um, permanent mistakes. Yes, of course. And the last ingredient we wanted to talk about was staying accountable to your higher purpose. And I know one of the things that, Gary, was your higher purpose was to leave a book to the next generations and to have a culmination of all your great learnings of your life in this book, Navigating Leadership. So how do you really stay accountable to that when it's really a, a, a project that you're running and you know well, a passion project? I think sometimes you can't do things alone. And that's whether it's writing a book or your personal behavior is finding a mentor to help you be accountable. In other words, if you aren't telling anybody you're writing a book, you know, you can get up and go, I'm not going to write today. And then the next day you go, you know, I'm not going to write today. I'll do it Friday night. No, Friday night, we're going to go get pizza. So you haven't shared it with anyone. And so you're not accountable. And so I found, um, the niche publishers, the media casters, and their CEO through the podcast. And and I think you were part of that, of holding me accountable, of producing chapters and verses and ideas. And so I think you need to share uh, with other people. You know, it could be a confidant. Find a, a mentor that you can share things. And accountability and being accountable to other, another person can help you with smoking, overeating, relationships that are inappropriate. You know, if you're sharing your goals and your greater purpose with somebody that you trust, uh, you'll be held accountable and you're holding yourself accountable. Does that, does that make sense, Julie? Yeah, it does. Because left to our own devices, we're just going to Netflix all day or, yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and I recommend I mean, the night agent. Um, we're going to have uh <laughs> 
pizza all day or Netflix, when you schedule a time with yourself, hold yourself accountable to complete that task in that time. And one of the things I love to use is my calendar. Like we, I use my calendar to schedule myself and hold myself accountable. So the calendar is an accountability tool for me in my daily life. And then I have other people holding me accountable as well. But I think that if you also like, if you have your own business and you're an entrepreneur, well, it's getting up at the same time every day. Nobody's telling you, you have to get up at that time. But if you want to stay productive in your business, you have to treat it like you're running a business. You have to get up every morning at the same time, do your morning routine and, you know, do your full eight hour day in order to really make that work. So yeah, you're absolutely right. And so one of the things you can do is do something hard, you know, do something hard before you do something easy. Checking email is like um, you have sand, pebbles, stones, and rocks, and each one gets bigger and bigger. If you have a bucket and you put all the sand in first, you're not going to fit in the pebbles and the rocks and the, the boulders. But if you put a boulder in there and go start with the hard and go to the easy, you'll be able to get it all done, but do at least one hard thing before you do uh, those easy things. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, now that we're talking about accountability in my book, I talk about steps to have success. And one is to uh, show up on time, rested and ready to go. And two, be clean of body, mind, and um, intentions. In other words, mm. nobody likes a stinky coworker. So be clean of body, be clean of mind. Don't have, you know, when I get lunch break, I'm going to go out to my car and drink three beers, be clean of body, mind, and intentions. And then the other one is do a little bit more than is expected and do it with a happy spirit. And I think those mm. four things will hold yourself accountable and lead to success. And whether you're uh, an old employee or an emerging young leader uh, showing up on time, rested and ready to go, meaning you don't play Xbox or watch Netflix till two o'clock in the morning and then think you're going to show up at uh, seven o'clock ready to do your job. Gary, I think that is a great place to close today. You just gave us a nice summary of, of being accountable and just being clear body, mind, soul, so that you can get done all of the things that you need to do in your life so that you can move closer to your purpose and your passion. And I want to encourage everybody to pre-order Gary's book, Navigating Leadership. It's coming out in the middle of May. And Gary, one more time, tell us where we can find your book. So for to pre-order, go to navigatingleadershipbook.com. So all one word, navigatingleadershipbook.com. And I'll tell you, I once talked to a priest and I said, I've got a, I'm Rear Admiral Gary Hall. I'm famous. I know I've got a greater purpose. And he said, okay, well, let's work on your humility, but let's also unpack that because I believe you are due for something great. And so after six months of working uh, with Father Byrne, now Bishop Byrne, I said, Father, I finally figured out what I needed to do. And he said, what is that? And I go, my purpose is to uh, pick up my underwear off the floor and put it in the hamper empty the dishwasher without being told, be tender to Darlene, my wife, and to be ready. And he said, Gary, I think you finally got it. I love that. And you are getting it. You are amazing, Gary. This book is amazing. And I'm so excited for you 
that your lifelong purpose has been completed in book form. And so I can't wait to see what's next from you and to have more conversations about navigating leadership. Thank you so much for being on the Sam Course podcast, Gary. Thank you, Julie. My honor. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. Gary, I'm coming in for a landing. Tell me if I'm clear to land. You have a green deck, Windsor 270 at five knots. Clear to spot. Coming in for a landing. Thank you, Admiral. Thank you. Are you looking to unlock your full potential on your leadership journey? Well, look no further than the Stand Course Podcast. I'm Coach Julie Riga, and I'm here to help you discover your personal purpose and how it connects to work. With my solutions, you'll learn to be present in the moment, bounce back from setbacks, and manage your time effectively. If you are ready to take the next step, why don't you schedule a one-on-one coaching session with me, or join one of my workshops, or even become part of the Stay On Course learning community. Visit stayoncourse.io today. And let's move forward towards success together. Thank you for listening to another episode of Stay On Course. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so Julie can continue serving up delectable experts and appetizing content directly to your earbuds. And remember... Right now, you have the ingredients to be living the life you are meant to live. This has been a production of The Mediacasters.